G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. My name's Lockie, I'm the host of this experience, and really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. Now today, Chris and I, we jump into a brand new conversation called Four. Now this is a mini series, it goes for two weeks, and we're really passionate about this because for so long in our society, in our communities, the church has been known for what it's against, not for what it is for. So Chris and I, we unpacked what is the actual purpose of church? What's it meant to be? What's the difference? Where have we gone wrong? And how can we all be part of the solution to make sure that church is a great place for everyone and it's really accessible for people who do not yet know Jesus? So we hope you enjoy the next two weeks of the Beyond the Message podcast as we jump into this series called Four. It's exciting, Chris. Launching on YouTube this week. He is, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going to give some, some waves. Uh, if you're sitting in your car listening, this will make no sense at all. No, but it won't. G'day to the people that are watching. And it's weird on YouTube too, because there's a screen on my left, but the camera's over. I'm just confused. It's yeah, I know. It's fancy yeah. technology. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but brand new series. Yeah. yeah I'm excited. Yeah. Four. And if you can see in the background, four. Again, audio being no expenses really spared. You no expenses spared. Four. Four. What yep. are we for, Chris? What's this all about? <clears throat> it's a brand new series that we're launching, just talking about this idea of, you know, for a long time the church has been known for what it's against. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people could answer the question, well, who is the church for? I think a lot of people could say, oh, the church is against, and you could just fill in the blank. In fact, if you drive along, you could probably, you could probably <laughs> have thought of this already. Like, it's just against so many things. Yeah. Um, but when you flip the question around and go, okay, well, what is the church for? Yeah. That's a lot more of a challenging question to answer. And so we're just trying to answer it in this series, simply. That's cool. And that, that conversation, this excites us. I know that's probably the reason you started Beyond Church. Yeah. Yep. yep. To yep. answer this question or, or attempt to answer this question in, yeah. a, in a more relevant meaningful way just make it easier for people to be able to answer this question yeah. that's good that's I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation i have for a while i know we've had both had some rough days so far yeah, just today yeah, yeah, yeah. so this this conversation is going to boost our mood this is i'm already feeling better i am too now that we started the podcast. did your uh, italian herbs and cheese subway foot long did that make you feel it better did, as well it did make me feel it's good all right there's, a, there's yeah, a, yeah. a bit working in our favor yeah there's a lot going on here there is there is favor. but we are excited a brand new conversation that we're having over the, over two weeks your yeah, chair is squeaking it is squeaking so bad <laughs> i i apologize i feel like i need to because i'm a fidgeter you you can swap i'm but a fidgeter if you're watching on youtube as well you'll notice that we are in like these bougie as white like boardroom chairs mm. it's pretty funny because like to be, to be honest, just before we get into the content of today, I have started many a uh, Beyond beyond the Home. This is Beyond the Message. Beyond the I've message. started many Beyond the Messages by saying, this is Beyond HQ or yes. beyond, uh, beyond Headquarters or Beyond um, Studios. Mm. And I have said that from my living room, from my lounge room, yep. uh, from my bedroom, from my car, yep. from your office and from this yep. space right here. So now that I feel we're on video, we've got to commit to a Beyond Studio. <laughs> and that's here. This is, oh, this is the Beyond that's Studio. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So we've recorded elsewhere. It's no longer the Beyond Studio because now there's evidence that right. says, hey, right. look, you are, you're sitting in the passenger seat of your car. That's not Beyond Studios. <laughs> okay. Yeah, righto. Okay. Anyway, let's get going. I'm excited. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, Chris, we kind of mentioned before, but what is the church known for currently? It's in its state at the moment, what is the church known for? That's a good... Well... And I asked this question and 
I think if you're a Jesus follower, you can have one answer to this question. And unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I think it's natural that if you're a Jesus follower, you kind of go to, the, to answer the question by maybe talking about the experiences you've had and you'd be like, well, the church is a great place and it's been really helpful for me and it's changed my life and um, I met Jesus there and I've gotten a group or I serve and I've seen my faith grow. And so I think if you're a Jesus follower, there are, there are a bunch of positives and a bunch of positive things that the church might be known for. And I think that's great. And I think that's awesome. Um, unfortunately, I just don't think it's true of the way in which the world in general views the church. Um, I, th- I think I've said it before on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Like a bunch, of, like my closest mates are not Christians. Mm. Um, and so when I talk to them about what the church is for, uh, often I get a very different response and very different things. And, you know, we have a really great relationship so they they have no, they don't worry about hurting my feelings. They're just happy to tell me. I remember one night um, we went camping and we like had the swags out and we were playing, we were playing some game, like just a, just a muck about game. And it was, um, it had something to do with faith or Jesus or the Bible or church. And I remember one of my mates was like, oh, looked at me and he's like, he had, the, he had an answer and he's like, oh, I don't want to, um, or something like describe the church or something. Yeah. Was one of the questions. I don't know what game we were playing, yeah, but that's how it got up. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like a monopoly, was it? No, you know what it was? You know what it was? It was, we were playing this game where someone would, someone would say a word and then you had to like list like three or four things that came up to it in the amount of time that gotcha. before the timer ran out. Yeah, like five second rule. Yes, that was it. Five second Done. rule. And right. so then we started making up our own yeah, words. good, good. And one of my friends, I think fairy tales came up and my mate just flipped it and straight away he just goes, church, Bible, yeah. Jesus. Wow. And I was like, got him. I was like, okay. <laughs> right. And that's, and so... I think even broader than that, if I could just expound on it, is that I think generally among people who don't go to church or resist church, the church is just broadly known for what it's against mm. rather than what's it, what it's for. And I get that's a generalization, yep. but I think um, what has resulted in that, you know, and you can insert whatever it wants to be what it's against, but they're just known for the things they stand against and yep. rather the things they stand for. And as a result, people who maybe... Um, think that some of those things are themselves or are some of those things that they feel the church stands against they just come to the conclusion well the church isn't for me because the church isn't for me like they don't like me they're against me like there you go so if we were to play five second rule just to quickly interpret what you're saying we would say if you said church we would say like connection you know influence life change life change jesus like those things but maybe if you if you played that game you said church with someone on the outside they might say homophobic racist hypocritic hypocritical so like that's just I think it's actually good to say to to engage that conversation and be like that's what's out there Mm. people think that and uh, there's good reason for that too 100% Uh, we're not not discounting that and if anyone's ever experienced that in church incredibly sorry and that's um, that's yeah that's not good enough And no it's not and I think unfortunately the church for too long has done such a poor job of positioning itself in fights it doesn't need to be in, in arenas it doesn't need to be in, taking stands it doesn't need to take. And then as a result of some of those things, people have kind of just gone, oh, well, the church is against this and it's against this and it's against this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's a complex answer. Who is What is the church known for? In many ways, you can put your own answer there because your opinion, wherever you come from, yep. is as valid as, as ours, yeah. as yours, as a pastor of the church. 100%, yep. 100%. And so, so I think as Christians, I think broadening our perspective as well, to 
be uh, be honest because because that, that question is open to interpretation, right? What is the church known for? And so I think when we have people who aren't Jesus followers who challenge us, mm. um, that's a really healthy thing because we can't discredit their experience. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, on the flip side of that coin, mm. who is the church for, or what is the church for? What's it, what's yeah. it? Who is the church for? Fantastic question. It's for everyone. It's for Maybe everyone. <laughs> Simple question. It's 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 for everyone. And there's there's a couple of passages in particular that just demonstrate this so well. For, first of all, um, sorry, one of the passages that came to mind. It's going to be in part two. That's so good. We I don't, don't want to give wanna, away any spoilers. Don't want to give away any no, spoilers. No, no, no. But there's this incredible story in the New Testament um, in Luke where Jesus Jesus talks about things that are lost, and he talks about three things that are lost and each of them go from like um, from they all get a little bit more valuable every single time yep and finally he gets to the third thing is a lost son and he talks about the fact that that this father recklessly goes out and does things that were culturally like would have been like oh my goodness how could a father do that to embrace this lost son yeah but what and, and, and so then people have this idea in their head oh the church is for you know people who have messed up the church is for people who um, don't have their lives together and that's yep the church is definitely for them but then there's also this other part of the parable that we miss i think sometimes where the father then throws this lavish feast for the for the son restores him into the family and there's this older son and this older son just gets gets hacked um in a, a little backstory I think he legitimately gets hacked. I mean, I think if I was in that position, I would be hacked because yeah. what happened when the, when the younger son ran away is he said to the father, can I have my inheritance now? So he essentially the father took his whole net worth, gave half of it. 50%. Gave it away. Bang. But then when the son came back, the father restored him back to the family. Mm. So what that meant is his inheritance got restored again. So now he so had- So he's fi- taking a 75% cut at the end of the day. Yes, yep. he has taken. And, and so the older son is hacked because he's like, hang on a minute, I haven't left. Why, why should I get less mm. because this guy why should I make myself uncomfortable when, when this young when my younger brother's like you know taking it and, and uh, using it on uh, fast well, women yes fast cars yep. lavish lifestyles I forgot what the name of the bread is Italian herbs and cheese and probably a fair cheese. bit of probably Italian. a fair bit of Italian herbs and cheese and so this, the older son does something and he leaves the party, which would have been just as disrespectful in that culture. And the father kind of goes out and the father, because you would never leave a party, the father does something just as, just as crazy as he did with the younger son and says, hey, I want you to come back. And so Jesus paints the picture in that parable that the church is for everyone. It's for the people who think they're so good, they don't need God and think that because of the way they live, that everything is sorted. But it's also for the people who maybe feel like, their life is falling apart and it couldn't get any worse and they don't know if God would ever love them back. So really the church is for everyone. Um, and then of course the uh, passage that we looked at um, for this one was Acts 15. Mm. And I, I, the book of Acts is just such, it's a ripping story. It is. It is a baller passage. And there's one, there's actually one part of Acts that I, I didn't get to talk about. So in, in the message, um, and I guess this is why we do the podcast, right? Because we, we get do. to add things in. We do. Is um, So in Acts 15, obviously there's that tension and they have the Jerusalem council and, uh, and James says, hey, we should not make it difficult for people who are, mm. who are coming to, to church. Um, so actually, maybe I'll, I'll share that story in the next question. 
Yeah. But yeah, really the church is for everyone because James kind of goes, you know, in that moment there was such tension between Jews and Gentiles and what allowed people to kind of get into into church and um, what didn't and what's fascinating is James just kind of goes, oh, guys, we, we should just stop making it so difficult, hey? Like the church is supposed to be for everyone. So let's make it for everyone. Let's not yeah. make it difficult. And I mean, the way I say it is that that what we should do as Jesus followers is we should remove every unnecessary barrier that stands between a person and God. And the only barrier that I can think of that, that, that we can't remove as a Jesus follower is Jesus. If someone says, no, I, I just can't buy that Jesus is the son of God, that he died and rose from my sins. Well, I'm sorry, that's a barrier I can't remove. But everything else is everything else, fair game. Everything else is up for, con- up for discussion. Let's give a quick fire. What are, what are five things that are up for discussion? The type of worship music you play. Yep. The model of church that you run. Yep. The style of communication you preach. Um, whether whether church online or whether engaging people <laughs> in the digital space is, is really church. Yeah. Um, that's up for discussion. And I think, and this might this might uh, this might need a little bit of clarity, but the way in which we talk about the Bible is up for discussion. And what I mean by that is, okay, I'm not being heretical or any of that. What I just mean is that language needs to change in order to connect with people who don't have a foundation so for example and if you've been around beyond people probably you probably heard me say that like hey you know there was this guy called called paul yeah Uh i was gonna i was gonna beat you too and he planted a bunch of churches in the mediterranean rim yeah and he wrote letters to them yeah and uh and and one church he started was a church in corinth and he wrote a letter to them yeah now i've heard that one before and another church might get up and in a church the church that i grew up in um, they would have got up and they go, we have a reading from Paul's first letter to the um, church in, in Corinth. And you're like, is that Paul from like the church yeah. council? Well, often like, they would say the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul. Yeah. We have a reading from the most holy scriptures of the Apostle Paul to his first letter to the church in Corinth. And like, I get it. Because if you're, if you're <laughs> new to church, you're kind of like, who, what is an apostle? What is he? What? And why is he writing letters? And where's Corinth? Is and, it a love letter? Yeah. Yeah. Like... So and so, I don't mean we change anything that's in there. We just make it accessible to people. Yeah, and I think as well, like we can say who the church is for, and and that's great. I think it's it's aspirational that it is for everyone because a lot of um, people's experiences that it wasn't for them, mm-hmm. and so it's not saying like, oh, you want to be in church, like go to the next local church and you will be fully accepted and <clears throat> go like go for it. We we can't promise that, unfortunately. No, there are thousands probably millions of just phenomenal churches in the world. Absolutely. So they're, yeah. they're, like there, are, there is churches all around the world doing incredible things. Um, but I, I would say that we haven't done a great job as a collective church to make it easy to be a Christian. No, 100% agree. And I think it's when you are in, um, you know, when you're as well known as the church, it, it is a two-edged sword, right? You're so well known, but then for every poor thing that happens... Um, then you have to kind of overcome that 10 times. And particularly recently, I don't, I don't want to talk about names or anything because I don't think that's appropriate, but there have been a number of very prominent um, ministry leaders, pastors that have done some really silly not good things. things. Yeah, not some really not good things. And then and then it almost seems like people forget that, hang on a minute, there are, there are a bunch of rock star Jesus followers. And there are a bunch of people that care about this stuff and a bunch of people that, yeah. that do get this right. Um, and do try to love their neighbor well and do really try to not make it difficult for people to meet Jesus. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, and I think it's the same as everything. Yeah, right? that's cool. 
Um, so in your message, mm. you talked about um, creating common ground, yep. creating conversation, yep. and creating connection yep. um, with the community. Because we're in specifically talking about how we have formed Morton, yep. which is our kind of... Is it our shire? It sounds, it sounds very British of us. It's our region. It's our region. Our region. I want yes. to say shire. <laughs> there, I wonder, is Pine River still a shire? They're around us. Um, look, I don't know how the governmental and sub, you know, like <laughs> suburbs and anything work. Um, but but we are talking specifically how we can be for our region. Yeah. And so those those things I just mentioned. So what would it be? What would it look like to be um, creating common ground, conversations, and connections? for anyone in their context. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And um, I'm trying to pull it up here. So in Acts 17, I love this. There you go. So I think you're just Googling is Pine River is a Shire. <laughs> <laughs> you're finding a Bible verse. I'm finding a Bible verse. Good. Yeah, so I wanted to, um, it's a pretty famous one. It's when in Acts 17, when Paul is actually in Athens and he goes cruising. Oh, sorry, Paul who <laughs> is a church planter. Paul is a church planter. In the Mediterranean yeah. room. Around the Mediterranean room. Didn't used to be a Jesus follower. Didn't. Now he is. And he goes around Athens, which is just this major, major city. And um, and he talks, he kind of, what ends up happening is um, he gets kind of dragged to this meeting in the Areopagus, which is kind of like the high council kind of thing for the, the Rome of, da- uh, for the, at the day, in the day. Jeez. We got there in a second. That took me a while, didn't it? And he talks about, um, and I think Paul does this great job of creating common ground, or is a great example of how we can create common ground um and here's the story i was going to tell you um it's just i don't know if it's a flex it's just kind of, I, I think it's super nerdy and fun um when emma and i were in europe i actually went to the place and stood on this place that's pretty cool where paul gives this and it's kind of it's kind of crazy because it's on this ledge it's on this outcrop it overlooks what would have been um ancient athens but then on this massive pillar behind him there's the temple to athena and it is monstrous, like it is gargantuan. And so in the in the shadow of this absolutely mammoth temple, Paul kind of stands with these people and he says this. He says, um, as uh, he said, men of Athens, I noticed that you are very religious in every way. Which effectively he's trying to create some common ground with them. He's trying to say, hey, you're religious, I'm religious. Yep, yep. Like we have, there's something we have in common. And then he goes, he actually kind of highlights something. He goes, for as I was walking along, I saw you many shrines and on one of the altars um, had this inscription on it to an unknown God. Um, and so he, he wants to create a conversation with them. He's saying, hey, hey, we have something in common. Like you believe in God, I believe in God. Mm. You've actually gone as far as saying, hey, maybe there's a God that we don't know about. So we're going to like, we don't want to offend that God if it came up. So we're going to create this tomb to an unknown God. So that if this God comes down, we're going to be like, oh, see, we had you. Um, we had you covered. And then Paul says that here's what I want to do. This God whom you worship without knowing is the one I'm telling you about. So he wants to kind of, um, and then he kind of goes on and engages them in a little bit of a conversation. And so what Paul wants to do is look at the places, hey, instead of looking for the things that divide us, what are the things that unite us? And what are the things that we can kind of come together on and come together around? Mm. And then how can we have conversations in those spaces about some of the things that we do agree on? Mm. Um, and so so that's an example of how Paul did it um, and then the third part is create connections is I think that that's where um, where us being courageous and being bold in having conversations around the, the things we have in common is where we open the door for God's spirit to move mm. 
um, and create connections. Yeah, and, and would you say that we're doing those things across all our environments at Beyond? Because um, I would I would say that we are just aiming to do that in our connect groups, which are the times where we want to be super intentional about um, talking about faith and things like that. Mm. But I'd say we're using the same those same principles anywhere we, we operate 100% it's what we it's what we want to do yeah. you know and try to do and I mean it's it's why um, and this, the example I shared in the message was the fact you know why we serve at sports carnivals with um, alongside Griffin State School PNC because we want to sh- show people outside the church hey we, we've actually got something in common like if I'm serving shoulder to shoulder with you and you need to go watch your kid run their race or participate in that activity we actually care about families and we have that in common that's why we help with um, put the Griffin Christmas Carnival on, because we want to show our community. Hey, you might not think we share anything in common, but we do. Like we like to have fun. We like to um, celebrate Christmas. We like to be in the community and live together. Mm. Um, and so I just I think like being really intentional about that is super important. I think as well, like we, we can do that collectively as a church, mm. and that's you know in many ways you and, and Riley's jobs is to help our church move in the direction where we're doing that. Uh, you know in all our environments and all our amazing servant leaders. That's what we do. But I think we can also do this like on a personal level mm. in the workplaces, creating common ground where a topic of faith, you know, and a conversation and connection over, over meaningful things can happen between you and some coworkers where it might not have been before where you're just working alongside each other, but you can actually seek to have common ground and seek to open those conversations. And I think a lot of the time, this is going to sound terrible, right? This is going to sound really bad, but I have a, I have a secret... Um, well, it's not going to be secret anymore because I'm talking about <laughs> our podcast. And on YouTube, yeah. yeah. It's double the audience, so. And <laughs> on YouTube. Um, I have this, um, my wife and I like to watch maths, which is Married at First Sight, for anyone who doesn't know. And we were watching it, we are catching up on Friday night. Um, so you're a, you're a serial watcher. You'll catch up, not just. I've watched, I've watched most seasons <laughs> of maths. Yep, yep. I, it's, it's my guilty pleasure. That's uh, the phrase for it. But... Um, we were watching it and there was this there was this conversation between these two people who had been married at first sight. <clears throat> and it was just so interesting to see that the 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 uh, fem- the wife was frustrated at the husband and the f- husband was frustrated at the wife because they just had different assumptions about what was and what wasn't appropriate in a relationship. But rather than try and create some common ground and sort of go, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, I think this is about our assumptions. And I think some of our assumptions are slightly different, but I think some of them are the same. What they ended up doing was just having this massive fight about like, well, you're wrong and now you're wrong and now I've seen your true colours because I know exactly how that was. Just like this whole thing. And it just didn't end well. And Emma and I are sitting there and we're like, could, could you not have just kind of said like, hey, at what point in a relationship do you think this, what, you know, the issue that they were talking about should be, should be a conversation piece? And it just seemed like one person thought it should have been a conversation piece at the start and one person thought it should have been a conversation piece a little bit further in. Um, and it was just, it was really interesting. And I think if as Jesus followers, we lean in a little bit more and kind of go, oh, that's interesting you think that on that topic. Mm. Why do you think that? And kind of actually get them to unpack and explain. And you kind of go, oh, you know what? I actually think most of that too, like probably yep. about 80%. There's a few things I disagree on. Mm. I think you just create some really cool congruence. Yeah, that's cool. Reminds me of some other conversations we've had on the podcast. Slow to speak, yeah, quick to listen, all yep. that kind of quick stuff. To, yeah, yeah it's good. I'm, it's all interrelated, hey. Yeah. Um, in our last couple of minutes, Chris, mm. uh, the four Monday was to pay it backwards. Yes. Not forwards, backwards. 
Yeah, so I want to challenge people to um, a really simple way to create common ground and create conversations. This week, when you're at the coffee shop, when you're on the way home from um, work or footy training with the kids or, or watching drive through Married at First Sight with your best friend or watching Married at First Sight with your best friend and you decide to go through the drive through just pay for the person behind you. Just tell the person at the window or the person you know, you're paying for, hey, I just want to pay for the person behind me. And if you're at a drive through obviously you probably can't have that conversation, you know. But if maybe if you're at a coffee shop, maybe you might get the opportunity where someone comes up and they kind of go, hey, why'd you, um, why'd you pay for my stuff? And then in that moment, what I challenge people to do is to just simply say, well, okay, this is gonna sound weird, but I'm part of this local church and and our local church just thinks that for a long time the church has been known for what it's against and we just want to be known for what we're for. And we're really for people and we're for this community. And I just, one small thing I thought I could do is just to buy you a cup of coffee to let you, let you know I want you to have a great day. And, and maybe the person looks at you and is like, you're such a weirdo. And just walks <laughs> off. Maybe, maybe they, but maybe they have a bit more of a conversation yeah. or maybe they kind of go, oh, well, that's so weird. Mm. But then maybe in three months' time, they think to themselves, you know, I remember I had that weird conversation with someone and they hear someone kind of talking about all the things that they're against and then they go, oh, hang on a minute. I had a conversation with a random person in a cafe who told me that their church was for something. I kind of want to, I kind of want to lean in. And so what we're saying is let's create some common ground, some conversations and then pray that God will create the connections. I'm going to hang behind some beyond, pe- beyond people this week. <laughs> I'm going to free stuff everywhere. No, that's really cool. I'm, I'm really excited to see. Um, I, I love taking that kind of con- conceptual like, okay, this is what the church historically mm. has been known for. Yep. This is what the aspirational, we, we want to be known for this as a whole church, but also as a local church. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to do about it. Yep. And it might only change one person's perception this week. That is worth it. That is worth engaging in and buying someone a coffee or for their, their Big Mac uh, or doing something just to bless someone because the more people that can see past the, 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 the noise of the church mm. and, and hopefully see into what it really is meant to be, uh, just that, that's just such a win. Yeah, and I think ultimately what we're trying to do is not, not just change people's perception about the church, but change people's perceptions about their Heavenly Father. And that's, that's what matters. Too good. Well, we will continue this conversation. Part two next week of the four conversation. Make sure, check it out on, uh, on YouTube if you can. I love YouTube more than I like the podcast because people can comment. Because oh, it's God. so like it's so hard to see what people are thinking about this thing because yeah. you can't comment on any podcasting platforms. You Whereas, can leave us a rating or a review. You can. Sorry, I looked at the wrong camera. You did. <laughs> uh, you just made it sound like we have multiple cameras. We definitely don't. No, it's, we uh, don't. I just looked at this. <laughs> but yeah, no, you can comment. So if you've been watching or listening to this podcast for months or close to a year now, let us know who you are. We'd love to just, uh, you know, give you a shout out, but also just hear back from you. It would mean a lot to us. Mm. Apart from that, I think we're done and we will see you next week, part two for four. A lot of numbers there. Can't wait. But I can't wait. See you then. Thank you.